Hi everyone, I'm Fatima Benta Gimse, a screenwriter and producer, and you're listening to Sinful Sundays. Did Nigeria break your spirit? I, I listen. Peter <laughs> is not that reliable, but it's the voice of the people sometimes. <laughs> you know you're a good doctor if people don't keep dying. <laughs> a podcast that highlights storytellers and filmmakers in Hollywood. Because I don't want anybody to drag me if you see me doing another Lolaro. Just now I was broke. I need... <laughs> I go to audition for a project and it's full of these guys from Big Brother. I'm like, <laughs> I went to drama school now. I have masters in acting now. Do you have, have one million followers? <laughs> yeah, we talk about everything from career ups and downs to personal gist and all the juicy things that go into the world of storytelling as we know it. It's another episode of Sinful Sundays and I have a day. Hi, Fatima. <laughs> Okay, so let's just, let's relax. How are you doing? I'm good. I feel like Cher. You're like, oh, it's just Ade. Just like one name, one word. And everybody would know who she is. Ade so. Laoye. <laughs> but yeah, so trust Hi, Ashe. Trust, <laughs> trust her to mention Cher. That's who she is. So, okay, now I'm actually like asking seriously. How are you doing? I can honestly say that I feel like I'm languishing. And that just means... What does that even mean? It means, you know, like, it's sort of like the aftermath of like the COVID year. Where you're just not really sure. But COVID is still here. Well, yes, but it's it's not. I mean, thank okay, God for vaccines like and stuff. Compared year. to like last year, we're not yeah. you know, in lockdown, at least not on this side of the world. The panic and the paranoia yeah. that define most of 2020 is no longer the case. Again, in this part of the world. Um, <laughs> so, so I feel like it's sort of like, you know, when like chaos happens and then it's like the aftermath where the dust is settling mm. and you don't know which way is up just yet. You're still trying to find your bearings. And it's like, you're afraid to get so excited about anything because you're like, ha, what if something else comes and then scatters it again? So it's just this state of just being there not getting too excited, not getting too depressed. I mean, there is some, there's more depression on Desha, but you know, you're just literally trying to keep it together. You're trying to stay focused and you're just trying to make it through the day. So well, that's how I feel. that chaotic for you? Um, yes. Wasn't it for you? I'm like, <laughs> if it was for the entire world. I got COVID actually. Um, but yeah, I had to say relatively mild symptoms. I felt like I was fighting off something. You know how that like sort of, did you get the test or you just got I didn't get symptoms tested. and you just I went had with symptoms. It. I thought it was like, okay, could it be malaria? Could it be... Because I don't really... I'm not, I'm not one of those people who get sick often. Like, I don't really get sick. So if I'm sick, I'm like, ah, something is oh, wrong. Okay. So just kind of felt achy, was tired, was sleeping a lot. I just did a lot of like, you know, Netflix and chilling. I was just in bed, just drinking my tea and all of that stuff. And then, so that was like for three days. Didn't cough, no coughing, no trouble breathing. But I noticed that my lymph nodes, like right under my jaw, were like really swollen. And for me, that's clear. Ah, uh, you're fighting yeah, off something. Right. Yeah. And then that was me for like three days. So I just slept a lot and I was just really tired. Fourth day, I felt much better. And then I lost my sense of smell and taste completely. How, how, like, how did that feel? Ha! That's I've what I was like, yeah. about it, but like, I don't die. get how. It's weird because you're... So the way I even found out I lost my sense of smell and taste, um, there's this really, like, gross garlic ginger tea concoction that I make. Yeah. And when I was feeling sick, so I'd been drinking that while on lockdown just, you know, to boost the immune system and stuff. <laughs> and then... Um, when I got sick, I sort of started drinking it again because I was just like, okay, let me flush out whatever is in my system. 
it's really gross. Like it's really nasty, oh God, but horrible. it's good for you. So that fourth day, I made the tea and I was drinking it. And I was like, huh, it doesn't taste as strong today. So in my mind, I thought, okay, maybe You're my taste, but I'm getting to... used to it and stuff. And then I have a, I have an essential oil diffuser in my house. It's like my lemongrass and rosemary and co and co. So I put on my diffuser. And after like 30 minutes, I couldn't smell it. So I was like, ah, did I not <laughs> switch it on? Like in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe I didn't. I put the oils in. I didn't turn it mm-hmm. on. And so I went over to where the diffuser was. And I saw that it was, it was on. And I couldn't smell it. I was like, what? Like... Essential oils are strong. Very, like, they are strong. Yeah. And you smell it within seconds. So that's how I figured it. So it was weird. Fatima, I'm telling you, I grabbed, like, cloves of garlic. And I was Ew. chewing them. And I could not Why? taste anything. Yeah, well, I, couldn't t- I couldn't taste it. I grabbed a long, lemon. How long did that last for? That lasted for about another three days. And then Ew. it came back. I grabbed a whole lemon. I was chewing it like it was an the apple. lemon is delicious, to be fair, so... Yeah, no pucker, nothing. I could nothing. I couldn't. I couldn't feel it. So it was strange. That was an experience. Yeah, but thank God for life. Thank God for health. Good health. We're back. So yeah. <laughs> so, so how is your? Okay, now you say the aftermath. You're languishing. I'm languishing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as, okay. Even if you're afraid to feel like excitement or anything, mm-hmm. are you feeling inspired right now? Um. By work, by any, doesn't have to be so, professional. I, I, I will say yes, because um, obviously a lot of projects that were put on hold because of COVID yeah. are um, resuming. Um, I actually just got off a really amazing project that I can't talk about just yet because I signed an NDA. Actors but, never you know, talk about anything, but they tell us, yeah. Well, I yeah. signed an NDA, so I'm like, before they send me to prison, um, just an amazing, amazing movie called The Black Book. That's all I'm going to say because we've kind of announced that a little bit on Twitter. But yeah, so look out for The Black Book. It's going to blow your freaking minds when it comes out. So Yay. I just finished shooting that. And and then I have Castle and Castle Season 2 coming up. That's um, true on Netflix. We finished shooting that um, in March. So it'll be out at some point during the summer months. So, so you're feeling good about everything. So I'm feeling good about work. I'm definitely feeling good about work. I have a lot of, I have a lot of great projects coming out this see? year. See, actually, I also have Aila, the movie directed oh, yeah. by Tanikalani coming tell out. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Well, so it's based on the story of Aila Mowura, which is like a very popular Yoruba um, Akwala musician um, who lived in the 70s. I think he died in like 80. Either 80 or 81. I'm getting my dates mixed up now. Um, and yeah, so it was sort of like a biography about his his life. Um, it's played by Latif Adidumiji, who's an so amazing awesome. actor. Um, and I play the female lead character in that. I'm a reporter who is trying to basically get the scoop on his life. So it was amazing working with Tudekelani. Um, was that your first time working with him? My first time. My first time. So, so I feel like I have a lot of like really... I have a lot of firsts coming out and I have just a lot of, I think people will get to see me in a really different light with the next couple of projects that I have coming out. So awesome. I'm excited. Okay, yeah. so let's like, let's go all the way back. Okay. So you're an actor, yeah. singer. I'm still going to Sometimes. ask you to sing. <laughs> you're going to sing. Because I've had people that said, hey, last time I've had people that said they can't sing, but they did not sing. They I let them sing. escape. You're going to sing. That's, I hope I remember. Like, I want to remember. <laughs> so where did you start from? How did it start? So I come from a musical family, right? So the Laue family is Oh yeah, Nikki Laue is her cousin. Nikki's my cousin. Nikki Laue. Yes. Um, she's an amazing, amazing gospel singer. Um, so my grandfather, my grand uncle, 
who is the Timi of Ede, was um, proficient in the talking drum. So he was actually known for playing the talking drum um, in my hometown and around the world, actually. He's played for, he played for dignitaries all over the world. He met the queen at some oh. point. Yeah, so he's performed for like a lot of people. Um, so I th- I, it's in the blood. It's in the, it's in the Laoi blood. I have a ton of cousins who also play the drums, who sing. Um, so I chose the, the acting <laughs> route. Um, but I loved just growing up. I loved, you know, watching movie musicals, yeah, you're a, a musical lot of Disney. <laughs> I'm like, I know all the Disney songs by heart. <laughs> Didn't a lot. Grey calls me a Disney princess, a real life Disney princess. So I love it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I just I've loved music and, and, and acting and Broadway. Um, I loved all that growing up. So never in a million years thought I would pursue that as a professional career. So I, you know, I went to university at, in, uh, at Penn State and I didn't really know what I wanted to study. I was like, should I do medicine? Should I do engineering? You know, the usual. And I was like, yeah. okay. And I saw that the theater department at my school was holding auditions. And I was like, theater? This is interesting. I did like school plays and stuff like that. I used to sing. I won the Miss Nightingale Award um, at my end of year awards nights. Um, award ceremony at QC. <laughs> I was Miss Nightingale. So, you know, so people knew me for... Thank you, thank you, thank you. So people knew me for my singing and for my for my music. Um, but again, didn't think I was going to study that. So auditioned for the theater department and miraculously got in. I had no idea what I was oh, doing. Oh, so you auditioned to study? Yes. Oh, yeah, you wow. have to. Yeah, you have to. Wow. Yeah, yeah. okay. So you had to audition to get into the program. Um, and I think they saw something in me because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and that's how my training started. And so I did four years at Penn State. And then... Um, What's the degree called? I, I got a theater arts degree. So okay. I got a Bachelor of Arts in theater arts. And then moved back to Philadelphia, which is my home base in the States. And started working professionally in, in theater. So I did mostly... My training, my, my background is mostly on stage. Doing live theater, doing musicals. Um, I did shows like Hairspray. The Hairspray. I, the Hairspray. I was in that at some point. Um, shows like Once on This Island. I was in Cinderella. The fairy godmother <laughs> in a stage play, Cinderella. So was the only um, theater back there? Back then, yes. So I didn't really cross into film and TV until I moved back to Nigeria. So now let's go to that. Yeah. When did you move? Like, what made you move back? So, this is a complicated question because me, Siv, sometimes I'm like, what, what, what was I smoking? <laughs> so, a couple of things. I lost my mom um, 10, oh, wow, 11 years ago now, um, suddenly. And at that point in my life, I was living in New York when that happened, actually. I had just moved to New York. I was living the, you know, bright lights, big city life. Um, you're having, you know, living my best life. And my mom died and I just, it completely shook me and my entire family and I felt like I was just kind of lost for a while and I didn't know what I felt like all the plans that I had for my life nothing seemed to matter anymore yeah. like life sucks and I don't want to do this anymore so so moved back to Philadelphia to be with my family and then I came to Nigeria um for Christmas one of you know one of the years shortly after and I just remember not wanting to go back so oh dear one I don't of those know Christmas it, holidays Christmas? that you never that you never Guys, go back <laughs> Christmas is a scam don't do it. if you Christmas think that's how life is a scam <laughs> if you think that's how life is is a lie so they scammed me that's how I came back I was like eh, I'm enjoying life I got to see a lot of like old friends um some of my friends who were had gone to school abroad were moving back so it just seemed like a really 
great time to be yeah, around. Always a great time. Girl. <laughs> Lies. Um, so, I'm, and I just, I like, I started networking. I met a lot of people in the industry. Um, OCUKJ was still around at the time. So, like, I met people like OC. I met Lala. So, I felt like it was, I was just, like, connecting with people. Yeah. And I was just like, I think I could do this. Like, and then, of course, like, being in America, you also see... Ah, Bella Naija was like the hottest thing ever. So we're always getting our gist on Bella Naija. So, so Nollywood like, ah. looked like so Nollywood just looked like the most. <laughs> it looked like the promised land. Um, and so I was like, Where I'm was this? Come. This was twenty. So I moved back twenty twelve. Ah, that was the year. Everyone, I moved back twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah. So so it just seemed like there was this great energy about the industry. And I wanted to be a part of that. So, and then my dad was here. So I was like, okay, let me come on, spend some time with my with my dad. So that was, those are kind of the reasons why. I so what was your back. first project here? My first job was a theater play. Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called now. It was about this girl, To Love a Ghost. That's it, <laughs> To Love a Ghost. That was the show. I played this girl who had been um, abused pretty much through her life. And she's like on her deathbed and trying to basically write all the wrongs that had happened to her in her life before before she passed. It was directed by Kenneth Uhoho, actually. So that was my first... It was at Terra. So Terra used to do these plays like every Sunday. Yeah. So that was that was my first... Yeah, that was my first job. And then from there, um, I started presenting on Ebony Life. So I had auditioned for Ebony Life um, before the play happened. And then I got the job after the play was done. Um yeah, so that's that's kind of how. So, so from, most people met me as a presenter on Ebony Life TV. Basically. So where did you go after presenting? What did you decide? Okay, you know what? I actually want to try acting for TV or for, for film. So I still continued acting. So I, I was I was doing theater mostly. Um, I did Saru. So I, while I was still um, a presenter on Ebony Life TV, Saru happened. Saru the musical, um, BAP Productions, um, and then I had done. Actually, had a small role in this film called Knocking on Heaven's Door. It was an MMA. Oh. So, yes. Oh. I know. I know that film. I, I, I was in there. You're I was singing. in the choir. Oh. I was in the choir. Um, so I had auditioned for that as well. And then I was in the choir. So I was doing, I was doing, you know, little things here and there. And then after about two and a half years with Ebony Life TV, um, I so I kept auditioning. So I was always yeah. auditioning. And so it just kind of, if I booked something that would work, then I would do it. And then Hush came along. And that's how, and Hush was like a full-time, I was like a full-time. But before Hush, there was Dari, right? D- Dari there was, was before, da- oh my gosh, there was Dari. Dari was before Hush. There was Dari, yes. There was Dari, there was, um, oh, the show with Orica. Also Victor. Hi, Victor. Retreat? Victor, Were you on no, retreat? I was on retreat. Oh, okay. I think retreat, was retreat before Hush? Re- yes, I think it retreat was. was. Oh my gosh. Hush was 2016. Yes, so there was retreat. Oh gosh, there was Dari. Which was also commissioned by Ebony Life. Um, there was the film that I did with Orica, um, Victor's film. Um, oh, the the letter. The letter to a stranger. No, no. Um, Orica and I were sisters. Why am I blanking on this? I'm totally blanking on this. It'll come back to me. But I did that was like a TV film um, that Victor Sanchez did. Um, Victor has given me a lot of jobs in this in this industry. Actually, I'm like Victor Shout has, out. is responsible for a huge part of my career. Actually, <laughs> so thank you, Victor. Actually, same here. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like he's he's given me a lot of opportunities. So yeah, um, I wanted to be on Tinsel for like the longest time. That was like my dream. I was like, I, if I can be on wait, Tinsel, I don't know why I keep thinking you were on Tinsel for some on weird reason. I'm probably the one of the like five actors <laughs> in every, Nigeria every who have not been on Tinsel. Like, hey, what's that thing about it's a passage? Yes, that's the word. Yeah. 
I have not been on Tinsel. Are yeah. you so interested on in being on Tinsel? I mean, why not? It's a great role, great money. Hello. Um, why not? I love TV. I love TV. So I keep dabbling with the idea. I'm like, do I want to go back to TV? But that the 260 life was, it's a lot. I don't think many so, people know when you mention 260. Maybe you should explain. So 260 is like 260 episodes, right? For one year. For one year. So literally that is your life. You are eating, breathing, sleeping this particular TV show. And that's it. So 260 episodes is it's a lot. And yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you so. said you were auditioning for like two years. Let's I'll talk about like audition experiences. Okay. Like your yeah. best and your worst audition experiences. It's so funny. A lot of actors actually hate auditioning. I love okay, let me not say I love it. Mm. It's part of the actor's life. I mean, you know, in drama school, they would always say that like auditioning is your job as an actor. Booking the job is, you know, a plus, but auditioning is your job. So I got used to it. I think I learned how to do it. Um, so I don't you dread for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would take like yeah. audition technique classes. So there's a there's a whole technique to uh, being good at auditions, basically. Oh, wow. Um, Wait, sorry. Yeah. Once you ask, because we ask you, yeah. can, like, can you share a few? <laughs> yeah. Okay. For anyone that like cares to know. To know, of course. So I would say the first thing about um, being good at auditions is preparation. You okay. know, auditions in Nigeria are a little, a little different from auditions in America because they also tend to give you a lot more information. So you're walking in there, you know, if you're auditioning for a musical, you know what song you're going to be singing. You know which part of the song you're going to be singing. They ask you to prepare a monologue. Like, or they'll send you um, sides to read, you know, the scripts to read beforehand. Or they could give you the script when you get there. So... If you don't have a lot of time to prepare, your acting training is then what kicks in so that you can make choices about the script that is in front of you. But I would say the, the biggest advice is preparation, preparation, preparation. If you go in there knowing your lines, knowing what is expected of you, you've done the work beforehand. Yes, you'll get, you'll get nervous, but that's just you just get used to that one. There's no, you know. So I would say the more prepared you are. The, the easier, I think, the audition would be. And also letting go of the notion of that if you're not picked, that it means you're not talented. That's a lie because yeah. oftentimes you don't really know what they're looking for. And just because you don't book a job, it in doesn't mean... In that moment. In that moment, yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean you didn't do a great job. It could just mean, oh, you're not the right look. Oh, you're not the right height. Oh, you're not the right size. I mean, fill in Plus, the blank. Plus, they keep your details and they'll contact you yes. later for other roles that, you, that yes. might fit you. I've definitely gotten jobs where they're like, oh, I saw your audition. You weren't right for that project, but then we remembered you for something exactly. else and we called you back in. So just... Go in there, dazzle them. Whether you get the job or not, just let it go. But if you're prepared, you'll be fine. <laughs> so bad auditions. Auditioning, Um, let me... Uh, I mean, because, you know, I've blown now, so I don't really audition anymore. He's a liar, please oh. I'm lying. See, you need to address See. that. You need to address that because people still think actors don't... Like, well, they think certain actors don't audition anymore. They just call you. Yeah. They pick you up and say, oh, we have this role. It's for you. Yes. So that is true to a certain extent. Uh, I'm not one of those people who... I don't think you can ever be too big to audition. Like, ugh, you're an actor. Like, exactly, I, don't think, I don't think being asked to audition is insulting. I, I don't believe that. Do some um, actors find it insulting? I think so. I think some people are like, ah, asking me to audition. <laughs> I think if... Depending on the, the, the circle or the space that you're in, 
like right now I have my, I have an extensive body of work. So anybody who wants to work with me has probably seen a couple of things that I've done. Yeah. So it's n- maybe I don't think it's ever can she do the job or not. I think sometimes it's also to just like test if your energy vibes with the energy of everybody else in that in that environment because just because you're talented doesn't mean you're easy to work with. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm not against auditioning. Um, I I love being challenged. Um, I just I like I just recorded like a bunch of self tapes self tapes like two days ago. So I'm just like, but some people find it rude, especially if they feel like they've crossed a certain threshold. But I mean, I I do think when you've I mean I don't think nobody anybody asked Viola Davis to audition. You know what I mean? Like you. But she know, will still read for. But the she role. would re- exactly. like you would still read for. I mean, it's still an audition. I mean, it's still an audition. Technically, read for this. Um, but it doesn't mean they'll just automatically give you the job. Like, you still kind of have to put in some work. So, yeah, at least at this point in my career, I'm still auditioning, Sha. I'm still not above auditioning. So, let's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you did Hush. Yes. Is that hmm, big word I want to use? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to use that word. But, like, is that the change? Was that the changing point for you? Because I feel me watching from the outside, mm-hmm. Hush felt like like everything just started rolling in. <laughs> it looked like that. I think there is some truth to that, definitely. Because I think what Hush did for me was that it put me um, on people's TVs every night for a whole year. And I was one of the lead characters in Hush. So one I think of, she became the She became... <laughs> Let me not say she became the show, but <laughs> technically, like, like it oh, was yeah. you versus RMD anyway. Oh, so. yeah, it was. She was kind of a big deal on, on Hush. So I feel like it gave me a platform and it just put me in people's faces yeah. every night for a whole year. So it definitely opened well, four me years, up. four years, actually, because it, like, it's true, shall. it finale again it's last on. year. Yeah. Because they move it to every other channel. Right. So you're on our TV for like four years. Basically. That's like a benefit for 260. <laughs> I wish I got those royalty checks though. But True. moving on. Um, <laughs> that would have been nice. Um, I never think there's one turning point or like one defining moment. I think everything kind of leads up to the next, you know. If I never came to Nigeria, I would have never been on Hush. So was the defining moment being on Hush or was the defining moment moving to Nigeria? So I think they all, it's like a snowball effect. Okay. Every choice, every job. Um, contributes in some way to the next one, but but yeah, I mean the what Hush did for me definitely there's there's no quantifying that for sure. So yeah, do you still do theater? I do. So I actually did a one woman show. Oh, no, don't worry, we're getting to that because I uh, don't worry, we have that one. But like that's your own personal what? show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just remember you have to sing. Hey, yeah. Let's make me sing. I'm not going to forget, so let's just do it now. Oh my gosh. It doesn't have to be anything long. Just sing. Please just um, sing. Let me see. What can I sing? Um like a whole song or like 10 no, seconds? No, no, no. Like what's that we sing? Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna sing this because I literally sang it like two days ago at a jazz club that I went to. Um at last by Edda James. I'm like, which song can I sing in my sleep and not think about? So I'm gonna do a little bit of at last for you guys by energy okay <clears throat> my love has come along my lonely days over and life is like a song Oh, yeah. 
My heart was wrapped up in clover. The night I looked at you. Is that okay? Okay. Is that good? Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Amazing. Guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm like, I didn't warm up. I didn't drink my tea. So, you know, that's, that's just, all I can She woke up you. like that. <laughs> does it? <laughs> but like, we continue... Wait, no, not we will continue singing, but will you actually try singing professionally? Like, release a single EP, album, all those things. You know, so many people have asked me that. Like, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me that. The thing is, so I don't consider myself a singer. Let me explain. Why? I sing. I don't think I'm a singer. Let me... What's the difference? <laughs> I think I was like, okay. <laughs> So when I think or when I think of singers or like musicians, I think of people who they write their own songs, they play an instrument. They don't all write their own songs, by the way. I feel like I have a mental block about that because I'm like, I'm not a real musician. Like I can sing, but I don't sing. So most of my singing has been in musicals, on stage, doing Broadway type stuff. Do I have a desire to be a recording artist? Not particularly. I mean, I'm not... If somebody was like, okay, I have amazing songs and I just want you to sing it yeah. and you handle everything. I mean, sure. Why not? So Let in summary, you're scared? I'm not scared. I just don't feel like it's enough of a passion for me to oh, do okay, anything okay, about okay. it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I guess. I'm not going to go hire, you know, rent a studio. You just I want to do record. it if you want to. Not just, oh, yeah. I'll go out of my way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've done okay. like backup stuff for some singer, for musicians before. Uh, I did some stuff for Black Magic once upon a time. I did some background vocals. Um, so I've, I've accompanied people. Um, yeah, but I just, the work seems, it just seems like a lot of work. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm about that life. But I mean, never say never. So, okay. Yeah. Um, before you moved back, but in, or in general, have you only worked only in the um, entertainment industry? Or you've worked like other places? So is, is it only from presenting, then acting, then theater, or just before in America or in Nigeria? All of the above. Like I've never had a different career. So acting serious? has always been my career. But I've had like jobs on the side. So being in okay. America, like you know, in school, I had like you know do part time jobs. I worked at Starbucks for like two years and at some point. That... I was a dog walker at some point. I'm talking about like like so career. <laughs> no, 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 no. All my again, all my all my jobs have been like. In between gigs. Oh, wow. So acting has always been my profession. I feel, I don't want, I, I'm not sure, but I feel you're the first person I'm meeting that really? is like, yeah, straight no. from school acting. Like, yeah. everybody else, oh, I worked in tech, oh, I worked in this no, office, no, 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 I worked no, no. in this. No, I've had, I've had jobs to get me through the next gig, basically. I w- was with a, a temp company when I was in America. So they would always like, so I would do like office, like admin stuff for like, you know. So a few cool. days or a few weeks until my next, my next gig. But acting has been my... My profession. I think the only so time I had like a nine to five was when I lived in New York because I didn't want to do the whole waiting tables, starving artist life in New York. So I had a job job. But again, it was still a temporary in the meantime kind of kind of thing. So yeah. the physical version of follow your dreams. I <laughs> because okay, I'll take it. Everybody else like everybody else needed something to okay, let me hold on to this job in case. No, no, that's so I cool. Just, I was like, I'm gonna do this and yeah, leap and the net will appear, as they say. I was just like, okay. Okay, well yeah. done. Even though I feel like Nigeria has stolen that spirit from me now. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but I was that girl once upon a time. Did Nigeria break your spirits? I, I, listen, <laughs> I'm fighting for my spirits, but 
it's Nigeria is it's a tough place to live like you know in every industry um yeah. quality of life is, is is not very high so you know I'm grateful for some of the privileges that I have I definitely I can't you know ignore the fact that I I'm privileged in 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 many ways and I'm grateful for that um but it's it's tough it's hard for things to grow here even our industry like there we're dealing with issues that's we sh- I feel like we shouldn't be. But can you talk about some Niger of these issues? <sighs> Girl, where, where, where can we start? Where should we start from? Um, I think just ease of doing business, for one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ease of doing business, you know, um, just trying to get things going according to schedule. We don't have lights. You know, you're shooting. The generator is making noise. Sound cannot Light hear you. Light takes up like 80% of the budget. I feel like if we had electricity... <laughs> Like ninety five percent of Nigeria's problem, Nigeria's problems would be solved. Yeah, of course. So, so we're spending money on things that, if it was just part of you know infrastructure, it would it would make things much easier. Um, I'm even shooting in Lagos. You're dealing with area boys. You're dealing. So it's just it's so much. Like it's just so much. We're not able to. Um, I feel like we're not able to scale as as quickly. I mean, in spite of all the challenges, Nollywood is still a force to be reckoned with, you know, globally. But imagine if we had a country that worked. Imagine like the potential that that would unleash for our industry. See, so it's just it's just sad. It makes me sad. But would you encourage like another? I just go back. That comes for Christmas. Hey. <laughs> I was like, oh, Nollywood looks shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch it. Mm. <laughs> will you encourage? I would encourage because I think with things like this, oftentimes you have to experience it for yourself. I feel like it's hard to sit here and be like, ah, don't come. And they'll be like, eh, but maybe you've done this. You're on Castle and Castle. You don't. So I can't, I can't. And everybody's journey is different. I think for me, that's something that I believe wholeheartedly is that everybody's journey is different. So I'm not going to discourage anybody from doing what they need to do. I will say that wherever you want to go, just make sure you're plugged into the right circles um, and plugged into the right network. Because I think that will make all the difference. And I think that's something that um, I definitely benefit benefited from when I moved back. Yeah. I called every uncle, every auntie, every cousin. I was like, who do you guys know that is in entertainment? Who can you introduce me See, to? See, I feel what you're talking about is actually very healthy because yeah. we avoid this whole connection talk. I know we want to say, oh, your talent matters, but networking is also very key. It's very key. It's so, very, in any industry, not even just in Nollywood. Like, it's all, it's about, they, they say it's not even about who you know, it's about who knows you, Right. So I remember and the way I met um, the way I met um, Auntie Mo, a cousin of mine knew her. So I had told him, I was like, I'm coming into town. Who do you know? He was like, ah, I know Mwabuja. I was like, please, I'd love to set up a meeting. Yeah. That's how I met Auntie Mo. So there's no shame in working your networks. Um, you know, it's one thing if I wasn't talented and then <laughs> they were now dashing me work. No, I'm backing up my networking with my talent so by the time we now have that meeting then i'm like this is who i am this is what i've done this is what i bring to the t- this is the value i bring to the table not just oh because my cousin said they'll be yeah. like who's, who, who's this one so you have to be able to back up your your network with with value basically okay because people say a lot of um you're networking with value you see, I, I, J, G, B. I, I just you got people back. Shy. I did. We, <laughs> and so you guys get, you guys get like privileged with more jobs. Is that, is that a thing? With the, because so they say, oh, the accents, the mm. people are looking for shiny things to put on their <laughs> screen. So do you believe, like, 
no, do you believe? Have you experienced that preference that, oh, because she has an accent, oh, because she's American, Nigerian? I think there is, there are different kinds of privilege, right? Um, I've lost a job before, and this one is <laughs> straight from the horse's mouth, like, and I've confirmed it from two or three different sources that I didn't get a particular role because I was not the right skin color. What, what's that, what does that mean? Like, did they write it in the what scripts did, that the character... They did not. Did it affect the story? The director, I'll be the producer, she wasn't the director, the producer told me, you were the best, but you're, you didn't have the right look. And I knew exactly what she meant. Oh, and somebody else confirmed that to me, exactly why I didn't get the job. Was it because I was not... And that... Back to my whole thing about auditioning. Audition and go. I couldn't, I cannot bleach my skin because yeah. I want to be lead. So I feel like privilege exists in different forms, mm. right? And sometimes it benefits you and sometimes it doesn't. So let's not act like, you know, it's always based on merit. Uh, many times it is. Many times it's not. Um, there's such a thing as pretty privilege, you know? Yeah, it's common. a thing. I'm like, when you watch TV, you want to see beautiful people. You want to see fine boys, fine girls. Many times they get a lot of the jobs because they, they're they fun to look at. I'm not going to go and kill myself because <laughs> somebody did not think I was fine enough. So, so I feel like what is in my control is, like I said, the value that I bring to the table. I'm talented. I'm trained. I'm again, grateful for the opportunity to have trained abroad. Um, so I bring, I think, I I bring a lot to the table. Um, and so if somebody hires me because I offer more value in a particular situation, are they being unfair? Do you know what I mean? Like, would you yeah. say that's unfair? Mm -hmm. I'm like, N it's not, I don't think it is. And in other instances, whatever I brought to the table was not up to what somebody else was bringing to the table and they got the job. So I feel like it depends on what they're looking for at a particular time. What is in my control is that I've done the work, is that I'm good at what I do. Take it or leave it. So about this, you know, American privilege thing, is there some truth to it? I'm, I'm sure. But let it not be said that you only got cast because you were speaking for Ne. Yeah, when we exactly. now watch the film, I now do not say <laughs> it's only for Ne. We were abused. Thank you. <laughs> it's only, so if it's only for Ne. I bring it to the table. Then what's what's the point of that? So back, I always say, just back it up. Just back up whatever whatever space you find yourself in, whatever privilege you have in that particular moment, make sure you back it up. That's okay. that's how I awesome. define that. So, so like you've had lots of wins, but how do you take I'm sure that, of course there's rejection. <laughs> you send me your tape, there's no answer, they air you. That's like I beg, I beg, I beg. I don't have time for this one. <laughs> so how do you take rejection? I think rejection is it's almost like a muscle that you develop, Sha, because it's never easy. And I I don't even I, th I think the older you get and the more you understand how life works, because yeah. a lot of it too is just life lessons, right? It's not even just about acting. You will experience rejection in life. The boyfriend that's, or do we say the boyfriend, the relationship that did not work out or, you know, a dream that was dashed or didn't come true. So it's, it's a, you learn, life teaches you. Let me put it that way. Life teaches you. And, you know, in your career, it's, it's no different. So 
with actors, we get used to rejection re- very early on. <laughs> like, see, when I graduated from college, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to book every audition. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm go gonna for, blow. I'm going to blow. And you're like, give me six months. I'm going to blow. And then you're like, you get out into the real world and you're like, um, okay, about that. So let me, um, let me find a job so that I'm not homeless on the street. Um, so, Actors get used to rejection early because you will hear no a lot. You will hear no. Plus insults. Plus insults. You'll hear no more times than you hear yes. Actually, that's the truth. But it only takes that one yes. So for me, it's the you're looking forward to that one yes. It takes that one yes to change everything. And then you forget about all the times you heard no because you're like, I booked this job and I'm going to do it. And then when that job is done, you go back to the no's and then you're like, oh gosh, my life sucks. I hate this. <laughs> so it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. So I say, you just you you have to get used to it or you will jump off a bridge. Um, but for me, I just, I always look forward in hope to that yes, that could possibly change everything. So that's what keeps me going. So are you still waiting for the yes or do you think you've hit that yes? I've had a few good yeses. Please, my life is not over. We're just starting. So, okay, so we're clarifying that it's not one it's not, huge no, yes. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, again, back to that whole idea of, I, I don't know that I believe in a big break. Yeah. I think it's a series of small breaks that then, you know, add up to like an amazing life, an amazing career. Um, and I think, you know, different breaks elevate you, I guess. It, it's like leveling up, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, nobody knew me when I first came back. Okay, then I did Ebony Life. Then I was on, you know, I was on people's TVs. Then we did Hush. Then I was on more people's TVs. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we now did Netflix. Oh, now, you, so it's, it's yeah. like, it's like a ladder. You just keep kind of getting going higher and higher and higher um, and expanding your circle and expanding your work and all of that. So I think everything just kind of builds. So Okay, so yeah. fine, I'll sing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's talk about fine, I'll sing. Yes. I watched it. I, I cried. My God. Yeah. She made me cry. <laughs> like, it was that good. It was... So tell, just talk about fine, I'll sing. So fine... Why and everything. Fine, I'll sing, as the title suggests, was a... You guys leave me alone. So remember how Fatima asked me, like, oh, am I going to be a singer, recording artist? And I was just like, everybody leave me alone. Um, So basically, Fine I'll Sing was my answer to all the people who had been asking me to do something with my voice. Um, It was a one-woman cabaret-style show that I put together um, November of 2019 as part of the Lagos Fringe Festival. Um, shout out to the Uho host. Um, so it was, so Fringe is like a platform for, you know, artists and creatives to do experimental work. So it was, it was me basically just experimenting with music, experimenting with my story, uh, and with a form of storytelling that you don't get to see often around, around these parts. So it was, I think I did about, it was like an hour, about an hour, 50 minute show that basically I took the audience on a journey through my life using some Broadway songs that um, were inspiring to me and that I felt like correlated with what I was going through my life at different points in time. So it was, a, I did three, three nights. I did three nights. Um, and yeah, it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And 
I hope to do it again. But I'm like, COVID now happened and then everything shut down. So I hope to do it again. But it was, for me, it was just, it was a personal, my personal story that I wanted to share with the with the audience through Broadway music. So that's what Fine I'll Sing was. It was amazing. Thank you. Do you ever see yourself producing? So I've done some producing. Um, it's still hard to call myself a producer. So I produced Final Sync. Um, and I also produced, associate produced um, a stage play called High. Yes, um, another amazing it one. Was a stage play written by my dear friend, Asang Abang. Um, so that was two Christmases ago, I believe. So it's a... It's a yeah, 2018. Was it 2018? Because yes. we did it twice. We did it Christmas and Easter. So I think we did it... Yes, um, 2018 and 2019. And 2019, April. Um, so um, executive produced by the amazing KK Hammond. Hi, KK, I love you. Um, so it was about drug abuse, so substance abuse, I guess, amongst youth and teenagers. Um, so yes, yeah, so I, so I produced that. Also one of the scariest things I've ever done because I'm just like, who sent me? Like, who actually sent me? Was that your first time? That's my first producing anything like that. Yeah. Ooh. Producing like a full play. Yes. Then I co-produced um, a short film called The Audition, oh, which is available on see, YouTube. See, everything. I keep on saying that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> but it's like, audition, uh, The Audition is actually very good. Yeah. You can watch that on YouTube. It's a short film um, that I co-produced with um, Demi Bawo, Ayomi Day, Adeleke, who uh, also wrote and directed, and uh, Lola D. Delapo Adeleke, as Lola D. as most people know her. So yeah, so I've I've dabbled. But uh, producing is hard. It's like, it's stressful, man. Like, it's so stressful. What's hard about it? So, oh my God, it's so stressful. <laughs> like, I just feel like... So I'm not... I'm not one... I'm not a person who likes details. And I feel like as a producer, you have to be detail-oriented. Yes. I'm a very big picture person. I'm like, let's just be done. You know, all the details. I'm like, okay, I have to make sure the driver is here at a particular time. And I have to make sure that the set designer is building the set. Running the whole, I'm like, like see, it's a lot. And I don't think my, it's not my personality, not my temperament. I'm like, I just want, I like the fun stuff. All the details, I'm like, please, 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 don't stress me. But who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll do I think I want to maybe do a feature next. Maybe. Mm. I was As like, producer. I can I want to be, do a feature. <laughs> because you're stressed um, out from your short film already. <laughs> you're like, you're stressed out. I want to do a feature. I mean, level up, right? Try, okay. try Do things that scare you. So they say. So, yeah. Another scary one is directing. Yes. Yes. Um, direct. Would I direct? I mean, I've directed like children's theater before. That yeah, I've actually like, done. Camera director. But no, no, no. I feel like I don't have the I don't have the range for that. There's a lot that I don't know about filmmaking. Yeah. That I I it would take me a while to gather the the skills needed for that. So yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. So this one, I feel the number you can the max is three. Okay. The question is projects you wish you were in. Like something you watched. Nollywood or international, you're like, God, I really wish that was me. Hmm. I would say Glee. Because yeah, you are Yeah. <laughs> because come on. No, it's explaining. See that like my sweet spot right there? Like a show like Glee would just be life. You're a less chaotic Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> honestly, I'll take that as a compliment. In less chaos, I have to put less because I can't just call it no. I can't call it in less chaos. That's the only way I'll people have that, like jumped crazy. you. Crazy. Yes. Um, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> so that's TV. Um, let me do film. Film. So I'm I'm really quirky by nature. If if you couldn't if you couldn't tell. Um, so I tend to like really quirky rom-coms so something like 500 days of summer would be like oh. i'm like i'm like yeah like zoe de chanel's character like that's my alter ego so <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that's that's me so that for films a film like that i'm like that would actually be fun then let's do proper live theater i would say I'd say, like once on this island. Actually, it's funny. I sang a show from that in a show from a song from that in my one woman show. Actually, yeah. so a show like once. It's one of my favorite, absolute favorite. Broadway Never seen shows. it. But I remember you singing a song or from like it. Hamilton. Oh my god! Everybody like loves Hamilton. Musical I'm people love Hamilton. Hamilton. So let, let me say Hamilton because I feel like it's kind of, you know, more contemporary and 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 fresh. But yeah, I would say Hamilton. Are you still going to try for Broadway? Or oh, your content being Nigerian? And please, the world is big, dear. <laughs> the world is big. We're thinking global now. So I'm actually... Um, thank God for Blue Passport, Sha. So, you know, um, I can work in the States. So it's part of my my plan. is Not really. Because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm like, I live here. I've built a career here. Um, and I'll continue to nurture it for as long as God you know, spares my life. But I definitely, I definitely will be going back to do some work in the States very but soon. But do you have any big plans here? Like, are you just sticking to acting, acting, acting? Like, do you see yourself, I don't know how to explain, but like, becoming an anti more yourself? Um. So for me, I'd say my short-term, let me say short-term dreams or goals Sorry, right I just now. feel like clarifying about Auntie Mo. I mean Mo Abudu. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she mentioned Auntie Mo, but yeah. I feel people should know. Like, yes. Mo Abudu. <laughs> um, in terms of just like being like a creative mogul, media I guess, mogul. like a media mogul. Um, I don't know, actually. Because I'm, you seem very sure. content. I Not am. a bad word, but like oh, no, very actually, okay with where I you are, totally which is understand so what you mean. rare and good. So for me, I, and obviously no shade to anyone. I think back to that whole, everybody has their own path. Yeah. Um, I feel like success can be defined in many different ways. So success doesn't look like just one thing or, you know, it doesn't mean buying a house on Banana Island. Like, if that's what you want, great. And I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you, but that's not what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. So for me, my definition of success, I would say, is doing good work, um, t- telling telling good stories, I guess, great stories. Um, and I think impacting people around you and leaving the world a better place than it was um, um leaving it a better place, I guess, after you're gone. So for me, when I think of making impact, I'm actually really passionate about teaching. So I do quite a bit of teaching. Um, I run um, a, an acting coaching workshop with my boo, Diana Akini, who's also an actor, um, called The Real Deal Actors Workshop. And so we we train, we train people. Because I, I, I think that's like tangible 
impact that yeah. we can provide for our industry. A lot of people came into Nollywood um, with very little training. Um, <laughs> many people are learning on the job. And it, it is what it is. Like, you know, it is what it is. So I think if you see a problem, if you have a solution, contribute. Yes. You know, it's it's not enough to just complain and complain and complain. Okay, what can That's you nothing. do? To, yeah. Exactly. Like, how can you how can you help? So we started this workshop. It's particularly targeted towards um, young aspiring actors, people who want to break into, into the industry and don't know where to start. So it's part acting class, part mentoring session, <laughs> part casting because you know we bring directors in we bring producers in um they give people feedback on you know whatever we do in class um they have access to us they're able to ask questions we're able to they're able to use us as a networking resource so i feel like that's like practical tangible um um impact that we can that we've been um, doing um, with that. So I want to do more of of that. And I love what um, Antimo is also doing with the Ebony Life Creative Academy. I think it's so important, like, you know, to equip people to do the kind of work that will be reckoned with on a global standard. So I think that's important. So for me, I don't... I... Money is nice. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> See, money is sweet. So let me not lie to you guys. Money is nice, but that's not my goal. And I, I always say, if you're excellent in what you do, the money will come. So my purpose, I think, is to be excellent. And the money will follow. You know, it just it just will. I believe that. So, so yeah, I just want to... I just want to tell good stories. I just want to do good work. Chill I just want vibes. to help you. I just want to chill. Like chill I don't vibes. like stress. See, I don't like stress. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't feel the need to take over the world. I, I'm. I'm not that ambitious. You're staying. You're staying in your lane. <laughs> and my just lane it. and I just you know in my own little bubble. I want to do the best I can with what I've been given, and I think that's that's enough for me. So. I don't feel the need to take over the world. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so what has been your most validating moment throughout your career? Ooh, validating. Um, and it could be self-validation, internal, external validation. I think... Okay, so I would say every time and it hasn't happened a lot because we've always kind of been in two different countries um whenever my dad gets to see my work so he came to see um he came to see was it saro or waka i think it was waka Uh, i don't think he was around during during Ah, was it saro no it was saro yes he came to see saro the musical which is a, a live musical that i did he came to see, we went to see Knockout Blessing together at the cinema. Um, so I think. That's an amazing film. I think on some level. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, have I can't wait for the world. Have you seen that <laughs> so much today? But I'm just amazing, that's guys. Your impact. I'm pretty much just an amazing person. Um, yeah. So I would say, um, because like most of my American career, my parents were not in the States. So they didn't really... I don't think they understood were they what supportive? I was doing. They were very supportive. Oh, but I nice. think it was more like a... I mean, sure, if that's what you want to do, have fun. But I don't think they fully 
got it. Yeah. Um, and you know, unfortunately, my mom passed away before she really got to see me in my element. But I'm glad that my so whenever my dad's able to come to a show or watch one of my films and I'm there, it's just like like he's just like that's my baby, and I'm just like, oh, so sweet. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that I think those moments for me are always just incredibly, incredibly touching, incredibly validating. My siblings, they, I mean, they, they came to every single show. I love you guys, but they were always there. So I think with my dad in particular, I was just like, I'm glad that he gets to, to see my work. So, so yeah. are you still teaching classes? Like if anybody wants to apply, are you like taking students in right now? So we're trying to figure out the best way in these post COVID times because um, obviously we haven't been able to meet in person um, so what we were what we were planning on doing anyway was to do a workshop like once a once a quarter but now we're like okay let's now that the whole world is on Zoom let's Zoom it up yeah. so we're basically kind of trying to structure how we can have Zoom Zoom class it, it can be a bit challenging just because you're like okay it's a lot of physicality and mm-hmm. and um how how do you structure you know a virtual <laughs> acting class? But you know what, we have to make it work. So we're actually discussing that right now. So I feel like in the next few months we'll probably have like online signups for for the real deal workshop. So okay, okay, yeah. okay. So I think we're coming to an end. Like oh, this is fun. So parting words would be. For now, I've been doing the whole typical, oh, what would you say to someone that's listening to you that wants to act? <laughs> yeah. But I really think it's important. So, oof, your passing words to a, I'm going to say mini, <laughs> mini <laughs> but like a uh, future, say God, English is very hard. Uh, yeah, idea is neat. But I you understand. get, yeah. Huh, what would I say? It's funny because I'm like, I'm missive. I'm still on the journey and but that, still. See, you're already saying it. That's something. Because I'm like, it, it doesn't end. Like, there's no arriving. So I think I'd say enjoy the journey. It sounds so cliche, but I have to remind myself because sometimes when, see guys, it's not all Instagram lies. Don't believe everything you see on Instagram because there'll be some days where I'm at home jobless for weeks, sometimes months. Yes, it has happened. I've, you know, not worked for months before. And you have to find one old picture of yourself smiling and you now just post it on Instagram, I, you know, living my best life is a lie. I'm in my bed and I, was, I just finished crying because I was broke and didn't know where the next job was coming from. But, and especially as somebody who I feel like has, is also coming out of a hard season, like yeah. I think understanding that it's a journey and that those, you know, rough times will come, but just keep going is what I would say um, I would say one of the biggest things that has helped me and I think would probably help anybody is to just is to have a support system like have your tribe your BFFs your family whoever outside your, work also is very important yeah yeah I mean even within work because I'm actually really really lucky I have some amazing friends in the industry and we keep each other grounded um, we keep each other <laughs> grounded we're, we're the same you know, kind of people. So we understand each other. Um, there's no competition. There's no, you know, we're not trying to one up each other. It's healthy. We're, it's very healthy. Very, very healthy. So you need some healthy, healthy, healthy friendships, healthy relationships inside and outside of the industry. Because I feel like those are the people who 
encourage you and keep you going during those tough times. So it's like the bad times will come, but then the good times will come again. And then bad times will also come again. And then the good times will come. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a journey. So just keep yeah. going and make some good friends along the way because they'll they'll keep you going when when times get rough. So, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for your words and for yeah. singing. Thank you You're for going to pay me. You're going to pay me for that. I'm paying you with hugs yeah. and love and prayers. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I will take everyone. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.